Hey everyone, welcome to D-Legami, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. If you are new here and we have not yet had the privilege of meeting you, my name is Travis Gold and I'm the lead pastor for the People's Church located in downtown Los Angeles. And my name is Kyra Gold and we are married and have an incredible son named Axel who was born in March of 2020. Amen. On today's episode of D-Legami, we're going to be talking about endurance. Woo! And as believers, we see in Scripture that we're called to endure. We're called to stand firm. We're called to maintain Christian faith throughout the trying times of life and in the midst of persecution and temptation. Amen. Endure in Koine Common Greek is this word, hupa mone. It is made up of two words, hupo meaning under and meno meaning to remain. So together we have to remain under, like remaining under the weight or mantle God has placed on your shoulders, remaining under or enduring the challenges and hardship that God sovereignly allots in life for his glory and for our good. Amen. Amen. As believers, we are called to remain steadfast in the face of opposition, attack, and discouragement. Right. So if you are like us, you have experienced (laughs) or are experiencing persecution, attack, or discouragement. And we pray that this episode is faith building, uh, pointing you to the one who's the perfecter of your faith. Amen. Endurance is an important conversation to have because it was important enough for God to include it as doctrine in the word of God. Right. And as James puts it in James 1 uh, verses 22 through 25, he says, do not merely listen to the word. And Mm. so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed and what they do. Amen. So with all of that being said, let's jump right into the episode. The first thing we can pull out from scripture about endurance is that endurance is taught in scripture. Right. We read in Romans chapter 15, verse one through four, where it says, we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good to build them up. For even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insult of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Let's unpack this passage a little bit. We see in verse 1 that we who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak. And our strength as believers does not come from ourselves. It comes from God. The word for strength here in verse 1 is a, is a cognate to the word dunamis, and dunamis is, is power through God's ability. Come on. So power through God's ability, not our ability. Amen. And this power through his ability is needed in every scene of life. Without it, we are self-willed and very self-stressed because things that are self-made must be what? Self-sustained. Right. And the things that are self-sustained will eventually implode because we are fallible and finite. Right. <laughs> But because of the power we have through him, we ought to bear with the failings of the weak. We are to bear what is burdensome to please our neighbors for their good and to build them up. 
And I love this word uh, to build uh, in New Testament Common Greek. It comes from the word uh, oikotome, which is a building that serves as a home. Mm. So when we build someone up, when we offer instruction, when we are serving, when we are correcting and encouraging, for the, it is for the sole purpose of making them a suitable dwelling place for God where come the on. Lord is at home. Come on, come on. So that's what it means to build someone up. Amen. And just to uh, reference Ephesians 4.29 here, it says, Do not let any un- unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Right. Amen. So jumping back into Romans 15 here in verse four, where it says for everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that through the endurance taught in scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. Hmm. And as we're about to unpack in this episode, we will see that endurance is indeed taught in scripture. Mm. with the ultimate expression of endurance being Jesus Christ himself. Come on. What we read in Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 3, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, Mm. fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Amen. Amen. Wow. So incredibly powerful. Was just ah, so deeply moved by the Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord, for bringing deep revelation and illumination through your word. So the first point, just as a reminder for all the note takers, is that endurance is taught in scripture, Um, obviously, which is what we're going to be doing, right? Unpacking what scripture teaches us about endurance. And then the second uh, point that we feel led to pull from scripture on endurance comes just one verse after the first truth that we just shared. Mm -hmm. And it is that it is God who gives endurance. Amen. We read in Romans 15, 5 through 7, where it says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Verse 7, Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. Come on. So we just read that it is God who gives endurance. And not only does he give endurance, he gives encouragement. And he gives us the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ had. Anyone else need help in that department? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know I do. And he gives it so that we may be unified with one mind, one voice to glorify him. Come on. So again, it is God who gives endurance. So if you need endurance, ask him. The Bible instructs us to make our requests known to him. We read this in Philippians 4, 6, where it says, Do not be anxious about anything anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to god so if you need endurance ask god for endurance come on amen amen the third thing we feel called to pull from scripture on endurance on what god teaches us about endurance in and through his infallible word is that endurance is inspired or in other words is the fruit of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's good. We read that in 1 Thessalonians 1 3, where Paul writes of the church in Thessalonica 
one of my favorite verses on Christian community within the context of the local church. Uh, we'll read verse two as well. So first Thessalonians one verses two through three, he writes, we always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. Mm. Verse three, we remember before our God and father, your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love mm. and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We see here that endurance is inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. That endurance is the fruit of hope in our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. To receive the truth of this verse fully, I think it's important to talk about hope. Mm. What is hope? Yeah. What do we as Christians mean when we say hope and how does that differ from worldly hope? That's good. As believers, hope is a trustful expectation to the fulfillment of God's promises. Mm. When we talk about biblical hope, we are talking about a confidence that what God has done for us in Christ in the past guarantees our participation in what God will do in the future when our King of Kings returns in glory. Amen. This stands apart from the world's definition of hope. Uh, which is a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Right. So as Christians, as believers in the person, work, and message of Jesus, we can live in hope because of what God has done for us in Christ. Mm -hmm. And because of the work of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, who is our deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. Amen. We read that in Ephesians 1 verses 13 through 14, which read, and you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, Hallelujah. who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. This means that there is a certitude in Christian hope. Mm. We are not simply desiring something. We are expecting it to happen because we trust in the promises of God Amen. in Christ as revealed in his infallible written word. Amen. See how this stands in stark contrast to and from ordinary hope or worldly hope. Mm -hmm. Christian hope is the gift of God in Christ Jesus as an anchor for the soul. And we read this in Hebrews 6, uh, verses 19 through 20, in which the unknown author says, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Yeah. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where our forerunner, Jesus, has entered on our behalf. Come on. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Because of the given assurance of hope, we as followers of Christ emboldened by his spirit can endure in the present with confidence and security. And we can stand steadfast in the future with courage. Wow. We have an assurance of hope Amen. in Christ Jesus. Lord, let our endurance be inspired by hope in you, our Lord, our Savior, our King, our friend. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. We serve a covenant-keeping, a promise-keeping God. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
The fourth thing we pull from scripture about endurance is that endurance is something we do for the sake of the elect. We read in scriptures that we are to endure everything for the sake of the elect. Endure everything for the sake of God's children, for our eternal family. We read this in 2 Timothy 2 verses 8 through 10, where it says, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel for which I am suffering even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But God's word is not chained. Come on. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Amen. Amen. I love how Paul takes ownership of the gospel here saying this is my gospel. And he does not and will not lose possession of it, even if he is imprisoned, persecuted, beaten, or stoned. He clings to the hope of it all the more. Amen. In Acts chapter 14, after Paul is actually stoned and dragged out of the city he was ministering the gospel to and left for dead, he returns to that same city and continues ministering the gospel city after city after city. And he says this in Acts chapter 14, verse 22. He says, we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Right, right. For us, we should not sit on our salvation, but serve and endure because of it, so that they too may obtain the salvation that we have received. Amen. Let's not lose grip on the gospel. Let's not quit and fail to endure when life happens, when we take a blow straight in the face and a dagger straight to the heart. Mm. Let's endure like Jesus joyfully endured the immense pain and humiliation of the cross for our salvation. Mm. And remember the words that he spoke to his disciples in John 16, verse 33, where he says, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Come on. Amen. Amen. And this just perfectly sets up the fifth point that we want to talk about that scripture teaches us, reveals to us about endurance. Let's go. And it's that endurance is a necessity. Mm. We need endurance in, in spiritual maturity and this wow. Christian development in the life of a believer. We need mm. endurance. We read this in Hebrews 10 36. In the NIV translation, we read, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Mm. And in the ESV translation of the same verse, Hebrews 10, 36, we read, for you have need of endurance mm. so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. That's good. The key word I'm emphasizing here is the word need. Mm hmm. We read here that endurance is non-negotiable, Right. that it is essential, that it is a necessity. Why? Well, Luke sums it up perfectly in Luke chapter 22, verse 19, which reads in the NIV as stand firm and you will win life. Mm. And in the ESV, it says by your endurance, you will gain your lives. Mm. God requires our endurance. Right. And we just read in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3, that endurance comes from hope in him. Amen. You might in turn be tempted to ask, particularly when reading Luke chapter 21, verse 19, then is the message of the gospel you must endure in order to gain life? You might 
be thinking that feels at odds with grace, which says you shall endure because you have gained life. Mm. The answer is that the endurance taught in the scripture says both are correct. You must endure in order to win life and Mm. you shall endure because you have already won life in Christ Jesus. Amen. All throughout the word of God, we see that in his sovereign perfection, he has made life. He has made salvation, both Mm. a reward of endurance and a free gift of grace in the price paid by Jesus. Mm -hmm. We endure because we are sure of the paradise to come. Mm. We are confident that the blessings of heaven in Christ Jesus are ours as his people. Mm. Because we read this in Philippians 1, 6, where Paul writes, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So to biblically endure is to understand by the pound work of the Holy Spirit, both the nature of our weaknesses and fallibility as human beings and the divine and supremely sufficient help that we have in God. Mm. That we as believers have both experienced grace infinitely beyond our human capacities Mm -hmm. and are called to spirit-led faithfulness. Mm -hmm. We don't deny or domesticate the truth that we are broken. (laughs) Right. To understand that endurance is a necessity and right relation to his grace and sovereignty is to know that endurance is something given by God for his glory and our good in him. Mm, Know that in spite of our failures, God will bring his people through the pain, through the hurting, through the persecution, through the trials on this side of eternity to their promised destiny in Christ Jesus, our Lord in paradise to come. Amen. Wow. And to conclude, we can't have a conversation on endurance without talking about suffering, Mm. without talking about pain, because that's often the context that God uses to build endurance in us, to gift us the endurance that we need. Amen. So our sixth and final point on endurance in this conversation is about suffering, that God reveals in his word that suffering produces endurance, and from that springs character. We read this in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 5, where Paul writes, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Amen. To suffer here is the word flipsis. It, it, it means a pressure, like an internal pressure that causes someone to feel confined, like there's no way out or being without options. How many of us have felt that pressure where you feel like you're yeah. suffocating, where you feel like you're yep. drowning and that there is no way out? Yeah. And we also know through experience probably, right? We, all, we see it in the word of God, but we also see it actioned in our lives that we attain every form of increased stamina, of increased capacity mm. by pushing beyond our current limits. Mm. As our weaknesses are exposed in the context of discomfort, mm. 
our capacity is often increased. Wow, that's really good. That's what it means that our suffering produces endurance. Mm. And that endurance produces character. Mm -hmm. And what's that character? Christ's likeness we share in his suffering so that we may also share in his glory. Wow. You are promised suffering. Trav, you just quoted that in Acts chapter 14. Mm -hmm. We are promised suffering. 1 Peter 4, 12, do not be surprised by the fiery ordeal. We are promised suffering and there is a joy only made known in suffering. Mm. So even though our trials are painful and even though they grieve us, We are to receive them in humility with faith that there is something better than this pain that we are experiencing. We can offer God our patience because we want him more than the relief that we desire. Mm. Wow. When we get our hearts broken in ministry and family, know that it is not a dead end. Mm. It is a threshold that is being broken. It is a ceiling that is being surpassed. We're always on the verge of something glorious as our brokenness is revealed and God's all-sufficient power is made known. So get up and keep walking. Amen. You will finish your race in Christ Jesus because we just read that in Philippians 1.6. That might mean that you stumble forward. That might mean that you crawl, but you will not be distracted by the wind and the waves. You will keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Lord, I pray that our ears don't only hear your doctrine, but our eyes see your ways. Mm. And that by the power and work of your spirit, you would enable us to live as you lived and walk as you walked. We do not suffer as the world does because our hope is not in the outcome of that suffering. Mm. Our hope is in the assurance of God that he is with us in the midst of suffering. And that's one of the most awe-provoking gifts of our suffering is that we're not alone. Amen. That we are indwelt by his spirit, that he leads us, he guides us, he teaches us, he comforts us. Thank you, Jesus. And so be reminded that one day your pain will end. This is not paradise. Yes. But it is preparation for the paradise to come. So tell your anxious soul to return to its rest for the Lord has been good to you. Amen. We read that in Psalm 116.7, return to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. God did not leave us as orphans. Mm. He has promised to feed us in the wilderness. God uses our suffering, our pain, our trials to to foster, to to strengthen the bones of our faith so that we might have fuller and deeper satisfaction in him. The satisfier of our most deepest need. Reconciliation to a holy God to which he made available to us through his blood. Hallelujah. Has anybody else noticed in their life that the path of greatest joy is often the one of great suffering, of great pain, Mm. as God reveals himself as sufficient? Mm. The deeper I'm satisfied in Jesus, the more joy that I have. It doesn't mean I'm not grieving. It doesn't mean that I'm not hurting. I can be hurting and hopeful. I can be in pain and still praising. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And we see that all throughout the Psalms. This walk with Jesus, it, it, we will suffer. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, it, and it demands us to lay down our lives, but we will rejoice in as much as we participate in the sufferings of Christ. Mm. Dear friends, I pray that you're encouraged deeply by the word of God and know that, you know, we can meet trials triumphantly because we know that this suffering produces endurance. Yeah. And this endurance it is not a passive endurance. It's a confident endurance in the face of opposition because of Jesus. Mm. Our hope is inspired by him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that our endurance is inspired by our hope in you. May your name be hallowed and your will be done. And to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Well, that's going to be it for now. Again, thank you so much for listening. We are so humbled that you are here. And if you would like to support this free resource, check out the link in the description of the episode. And if you feel led, we would also love to hear from you, whether that's through an email, DM, or a review on Apple Podcasts to hear about what the Lord is highlighting to you through His Word in each episode. Uh, So keep a lookout for new episodes weekly on Mondays as the Lord wills it. And in the meantime, remember to always what? Love God, love His church, and faithfully build your foundation on Him. In Christ with prayers and love, Dialagamai, the people's conversation with Travis and Kyra Gold. Peace. See you next time.